This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th. Seven-time world champion and modern-day legend Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, finally gets roasted. Hosted by Kevin Hart, Tom Brady gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A. S-S-I-A-N dot com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright. Oh, welcome in. The Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Mike, the Fantasy Hitman, right? Jason Moore. I'm Andy Holloway. Back at it. Tuesday edition of the show. Boy, this is going to be a tough one. We have a oh. waiver wire episode today, and so much uh, to say. Jason is already in full grimace uh, with a with a shaking head, and look, we are we are in the thick of it with you, fighting for our lives in our league of record. I mean, it's kind of cruise control on Dynasty right now. Oh, Dynasty's great. Dynasty's great. We we're, we're a combined. Uh, what is that? Uh, well, you are you are undefeated, sixteen and, and two I, between and the three two of losses. us. Yeah. So we are, yeah, we're doing. So Dynasty, well, who cares? Yeah. We're doing all right Dyn- there. Dynasty's easy. But League of Record, oh, brother. Uh, Mike and I are battling each other this week. We are sitting at two and four. And our teams are okay. They've scored a lot of points, but we're both at two and four. And one of us has to lose. And we're pretty much at that point in our the way that our League of Record is. That will be a... a a death knell. Yeah, because you'll have to make the decision to sell for next year to build up. There were a lot of people that said amen, brother, when you said that you had scored a lot of points in your two and four because they, they have been coming in mm. on uh, on X. I've seen the messages, the teams that, with the high points scored totals. I have, I have verified it. I have the third most points. I still... Uh, and I'm not spiked. Like, my team has been... Just is sure, like, sure. Been yeah, that was. I didn't do an Al Borland put up two hundred points and then seventy. Like, I have put up enough points to win every single week, and just I keep I keep getting buzzsawed by certain players. I, Ooh, I, let's buzzsaw <laughs> you one more time. Yeah, I, I was going to say the uh, the whole points for narrative is it's a lot like looking at a consistency chart for a wide receiver. You could have somebody that delivers consistently good scores every week, or you could have somebody that. On you know they have one huge week and then they score below the league average the other weeks, and so it can be somewhat deceiving. But let's just call a spade a spade. When you see your points scored, yeah, 
is in the top half of the league and you aren't above 500, you feel as though the world has robbed you of your rightful place as a winner. And it that's fantasy. That's yeah. fantasy football. And to, to Jason's point about him and Mike squaring off, and we're in the waiver show today. We're talking about San Francisco running backs among a whole slew of running back options. But just understand that, like, they, Jason and Mike are living this out this week because on Monday Night Football, you're going to have either Christian McCaffrey on the field or you won't. You're also going to have two running backs in Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell that are going to, in some capacity, split time either as the feature backs or behind Christian McCaffrey. And Jason has Elijah Mitchell and Mike has Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, already on the roster. So it's just heal up, Christian. Just take take this week. And just make sure that you feel better for the following week. I, Mike, I wish you and Christian McCaffrey the best after this week. I thank you. And I, I won't detail the source, but, I mean, we have very close connections with the locker room in San Francisco. And, Jason, was it helpful? Well... I, I think that, you know, we're trying to figure out, is it Elijah Mitchell? Is it Jordan Mason? And it is unknown. Anyone that says that they know the answer is incorrect. Um, I believe that it is unknown even within the locker room as of now. Um, now, there there will be an answer. Uh, by yeah, the, by yeah, the end of will. this week, uh, we'll know whether Christian McCaffrey is playing and we'll know whether it's Elijah Mitchell or Jordan Mason as the primary man up next and um i will be i i believe it is elijah mitchell um but there 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 just can't be there's no special inside knowledge here is there a procedure to give someone an oblique <laughs> so oh, you want to donate yeah I, I don't need i don't think that's an easy one but i don't need two do you have two Do obliques have to begin two with? Obliques? Yeah, I mean, they're... oh, so you're willing to give one up? Yeah, I mean, look, now how would your oblique perform out my there? My oblique would it would be a lot like J.K. Dobbins. There would be one strong oblique, okay. for Christian McCaffrey yeah. and one uh, two abdominal muscles, kind of uh, flabby, mm -hmm. not very strong, <laughs> but at least it's functional. Right. I mean, look, it's a it's a thought. I'm gonna go ahead and guess that Christian McCaffrey's super injured oblique is much stronger and better than your current. <laughs> healthy oblique right well, it's, now. Yeah, oh, He's like, I'll stick with the injured one. Certainly stronger, but mine doesn't hurt. Okay. Ooh, so he won't be in pain. Yeah. He'll just be incapable. He'll, he'll just be leaning over to one side. Your oblique couldn't hold up all the muscles above it. That's what I didn't think about yeah. that. Um, listen, we'll see. I'll what, do some sit-ups tonight. We'll, we'll see we'll what Jason's. Over. Yeah, do some sit-ups. We'll see what Jason's conviction about Elijah Mitchell translates to in terms of waiver priority and fab spend when we get into the waivers. Um, but it's I mean it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a heck of a week. And this is make or break time for a lot of teams. It's not just you guys. I mean, uh you're fighting for your future and, and and you have to try to win a week and make some moves. Now, uh in other breaking news, I am I do have an appointment later today. With a barber. Oh, okay. And, and if you've you noticed, don't have yeah. a hat on. Good man. <laughs> I didn't wear the hat today. Yeah, because you have respect. I feel like I've been, uh, I've been converted. Yeah, All I don't right. want to give, I, I don't want to give this person a hard time. Yeah. Nor do you want to give yourself a bad haircut. And now Mike would say, give him a challenge. Yeah. Look, do you pay this person? Yeah. Yeah. Do your job. It's not charity work. Now, would you go in there with gum in your hair, Mike? 
With gum in the hair? Yeah. I mean, are you willing to step it up a little bit for the uh, uh, the barber, the hairstylist? Possibly. Maybe some gum? Maybe some motor oil? There, well, motor oil is better, I would assume, because you can like... like. Have you ever had gum stuck in your hair? Uh, probably, yeah, once or twice. I you have, gotta cut that out. I have had many different stages of hair in my life. I had very long hair because I was a rocker in uh, junior high, you know, super metalhead. I got gum stuck in my hair. Ooh. And... They we did the old. Uh, Do you pe- freeze it? No, we did the peanut peanut butter, peanut butter trick. Uh, but oh my gosh, not a good time. It is not a good time at all. How long till you don't smell like peanut butter? Uh that I don't recall. Mm. Who cares? Peanut butter smells awesome. You would like a cologne that's peanut butter scented. Everyone would. Oh, just Skippy, <laughs> Skippy yeah. by uh, yeah. All right, at the FF Ballers over on X. Follow us over there. Give me your quick reaction to the Monday Night Football game. Well, I mean. <laughs> There's Jason. Okay. That's yeah. my quick reaction. It, w- it was a bit of a snooze fest. Um, it was Justin Herbert kind of fell out the clouds as uh, <laughs> <laughs> 22 for 37, 227 and two, one interception yeah, sack. So not, I mean, not an awful performance, but, but if you had drafted Justin Herbert, you were riding high, but I had kind of talked, I don't know where I said it on which show, but he had a very plus schedule to start the season and, there's a stretch of games coming up here for Justin Herbert, so it was not going to shock me if he had fallen you know, off of the pace that he was on. Eckler, very, very tough game returning from the ankle injury. Also, it's against the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, I thought, looked very good. Uh, I think I saw that he was PFF's highest-graded passer of the week. He was 21 for 30, 272, a passing touchdown. He also had a rushing touchdown, which was what a sensational fake. I screamed at the television stupid like, <laughs> and because i thought he handed it off i was like what is this dumb play then well i got me the cameraman everybody else got tricked as dak scampered for for a, a rushing touchdown there like a like an 18 yarder but it's this mike mccarthy offense is terrible it's it is just awful you had tony pollard against the chargers go 15 for 30 on the ground what did, there, I, did I got a watch alert that he had a 60-yard run. Was that something called back? He, was that just was, a big it, lie? It was a reception. Yes. Yeah, he had, which was a awesome. Oh, it was a re- Okay, so he was 6 for 80. Which was insane because it was like a full broken play of, of he got tackled. Oh, yeah. and the, But the defender, I don't know, sold, just didn't, didn't did not complete the tackle. Yeah, so the, was, the defender tackled him, wrapped him up, spun him around, and then all the other defenders are like, yeah, he's got this. That that guy's tackled him. And then Tony Pollard got up, having not been tackled, yeah. and ran away from all the defenders. If I was looking at this game through the lens of what is to come, I would be pretty concerned about the Chargers, who are sitting at 2-3, and three, and replaced Mike Williams with nothing. Yeah. I think that's the headline. Huge. Not getting it done. QJ, so Quentin got Johnston. The old, got the old goose egg. He's... Quentin Johnston, zero receptions on uh, two targets, including the final interception. Not stepping up. I mean, Joshua Palmer was four for 60. If Joshua Palmer could lock four for 60 in as his weekly number, you'd be okay with it. Uh, Palmer had some some terrific receptions. And the, the even more concerning part here for, for Kuge 
21 routes. That is fewer. It's the worst nickname of all time. It's fantastic. Just, I just, mean, just let huge it happen. Is yeah, disgusting. How do you spell huge? Uh, we'll figure. I'll get our Q? top. I'll, I'll get our top Q. people on it. Q. Okay, thank you. But he yeah. ran. The, the point being, Quentin Johnston ran fewer routes than Gerald Everett. Like they need him desperately. Yeah, that's a huge disappointment. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> nice. See? It's a good time. Yeah, it's yeah. a good time. <laughs> nice, bro. The, the point being, they need him. They drafted him in the first round, and he still can you barely get on the field. Always good. Yeah. Well, if I traded for him in a dynasty league, I'd be worried. Oh, I would be. If I have him right now, I would be trading <laughs> him away. Did someone trade for him? Oh, oh Papa that's Josh. Right. Papa Josh did oh, trade for yeah. him. Oh, yeah. There's this shame. No fear. Do you think it was a, no, cu- a you, cu- huge that's mistake? stupidity. You <laughs> should have dynasty. massive fear. It's dynasty, you know. The future shall erase the present. I, I, obviously, he is a rookie. There is still yeah. time yeah. in his career to come on strong and be better. But in the modern NFL, we see wide receivers with less Sky time. Moore. This isn't this isn't a situation anymore where it's common for a year three breakout for wide receivers. That's the year you you know wide receivers get in and and get on the field and are good, at least in their flashes, like Rushy Rice. Rushy Rice yes. is not playing a ton of snaps, 30% of snaps last week, but he looks good. Yeah, He's, huge targets on the – like when he plays, he gets targeted. Exactly, and there has been a common, constant disappointment from training camp through preseason through, uh, you know, uh, obviously in season. The opportunity has been there. He is needed. He is not stepping up. Or catching the ball. Addison, Flowers, Michael Wilson. Mm-hmm. Three rookies that have made their mark in Puka. certain games. Puka yeah. Nakua. Yeah, you have a lot of play. Even Jonathan Mingo's had some games. I mean, not big ones, but targeted. He's getting targets. Receiving it, the football. It feels very uh, Rager-esque. Sure. What's happening right yeah, now. Yeah, Perryman has been brought up, and you don't want that name brought up if you're a rookie. Nikhil Harry. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, look, the biggest part is we would not care if Mike Williams was there, correct, we'd be like, ah, there's no room for him. But there's so much room for him <laughs> right now, and I know it was Dallas. So, um, yeah, Papa Josh, not pleased with our analysis on that one. But um, look, let this the just to close that off. The nice thing for Dynasty is over this off season. I mean, he will probably still have a ton of value. Yeah, like the the thing about knowing the Dynasty market. Wide receivers with his draft capital heading into year two often do not lose their lose a ton of value. Maybe he loses a and little Mike bit. Mike Williams could be but, gone. But the point being, uh, Josh is saying, tell him, like, I'm saying to trade him. <laughs> I'm telling you that because going into the offseason, he probably has value. It's just like Sky Moore where it was nothing happened. <laughs> oh, man. Nothing happened in his first year, and that is a terrible sign, and you should probably try to just recoup what you can. Yeah, yeah, could be wrong. Could Quinn Johnson? Maybe, maybe we're all wrong, and and he shows us and and sometime between now and then. Remember out, when Devontae Parker was the like uh, the, the 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 one case yeah. of like hold the, on, the old, hold on, the year five breakout. I think the issue with Huge is that pre NFL draft, when we were just evaluating the talents and all the first round prospects, or or you know much deeper than that. We all had massive red flags on Huge. He, he wasn't any of our favorite. You know, like 
Jackson Smith and Jigba is also having a poor start to his rookie yes, he season. Yes, he is. Um, you know, but his pre-draft process was like, he, he's exceptional. I, I believe in his talent. This is like kind of where you're seeing some of the worries you had on the prospect himself in huge yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to stay too long there, but it's like Ceh. He was drafted because of the landing spot, and mm -hmm. yes. for a lot of you know, that was the reason why he went as high in in dynasty drafts. Um, let's talk news. News and notes from around the league, presented by USAA Insurance. Bad news for the Foot Clan. Uh, Papa Josh has resigned. Uh, the breaking news <laughs> is resigned. He has left through the back door. He's taking and, uh, taking Quentin with him for one. For some reason, he's walking home. He has his car here. He is walking home. Yeah, but uh, head good, down. Good news for the Foot Clan: job opening uh, <laughs> is available. Oh boy, let's, but it comes with Quentin Johnston. <laughs> oh yes, you do inherit the team. Um, this is so brutal. He has had one bad game here against Dallas. Uh, not one, but um, there is so much to talk about. Kyron Williams. Uh, Sean McVay thought he'd be good. He's not going to be good. Jason, you said that. Uh, Kyron Williams' ankle expected to keep him out of week seven. It's not considered long-term. Team hasn't made any moves. Right now, the healthy running back is Zach Evans, and he's going to play a crucial role on today's waiver wire show. Royce Freeman's on the practice squad. Uh, Sean McVay already came out and said, like, Zach Evans is the one that's likely to get the work at least early. But you have a real like Devonta Foreman, Darrington Evans situation. Uh, did I say Deontay or Devonta? You said Devonta. Oh yeah, Deontay uh, Foreman. You have uh, Ingram, Demarcado. It should be Zach Evans. It really should be. But, but, I think it will. but performance could impact how much work they get through the game. Ronnie Rivers was the backup. He's going to miss five uh, weeks with a PCL strain, sprain. Yep. Strain, sprain. Sprain, well, one, strain. One's a muscle. One is a, a ligament. Yeah. Okay. Dan Campbell says uh, running back David Montgomery has a cartilage issue in the ribs, will be out for, quote, a little bit. Yeah, that means he's going to miss this week and then miss next week because they've got a bye week the following week. So that, Yeah, you've already kind of made that. That uh, is what's going to happen. And uh, you do have news that Jameer Gibbs is trending in the right direction for week seven, which is always the direction you want to trend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is absolutely true. And we'll talk uh, – We'll talk about that Lions backfield and waivers as well. Justin Fields, doubtful for week seven, could be longer than that, especially with the Bears having the number one and number two pick in the draft right now. Uh, you will have Mr. Badgett at quarterback. Bilbo Badgett. Yeah, that is as Mike was calling him on Sunday. <laughs> What's funny is I wasn't here for that. No. And when you were talking about Badgett, when you were talking about him on yesterday's show, before you told uh, me that, that no, Mike was, you got to be oh, one hundred percent. All I could think of was Bill Bowbatch. Oh then, yes, man, Mike said it. And that's locked that <laughs> locked that in. This is the only good news of Justin Bilbo. Fields missing some time is that we get a we get a new nickname here from Bill Bowbatch. I mean, if you if that was your nickname coming in, this is your first start as a pro. Here comes Bilbo. Oh, yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's not good for DJ Moore, by the way. Oh, no. No, it no. isn't. It's not good for anyone on the Bears. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, high ankle sprain. He's going to miss time. They're on the bye. It is the same ankle as last year. doesn't need another surgery, but the Tennessee Titans may be on the farewell tour 
for this group. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, knee sprain, not significant day-to-day. They do play on Thursday night. I bet he's out there. I bet he is, but, I mean, is he good to go? Yeah, mobile. You know, is he mm-hmm. able to – what's the matchup there? Saints. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, that was it's, it, visceral. It, it's a decision that people will have to make. Pat Frymuth expected to play against the Rams on Sunday. Welcome back, Pat. All right. The Muth will be Luth. And then uh, Tank Dell will be back from his concussion next week. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, or, sorry, that would be the next time they play because they are on bye this week. Correct. So uh, that would be in a couple of weeks. And then Deontay Johnson, the 21-day window to be reactivated has been open. He had said he was fine. I would expect they'll try to get him out there. Oh, he'll he'll play this week. Okay. He Deontay, also, Deontay Johnson will be back. He also said he was day-to-day before being put onto IR. You're saying you question the uh, yeah. I think he will be veracity back too, of this man. But he's already lied to our faces. All right. Uh, Jamal Williams is eligible to return. Doesn't mean they will. Uh, and that's it. There we go. That's today's news and notes presented by USAA Insurance. Learn more at USAA.com slash insurance. Put me in, coach. I believe, <laughs> yeah, I believe it is time to talk running backs. Jason just took a deep inhalation of oxygen in order to. There are legitimately 10 running backs. That's not hyperbole or some random number. There are 10 running backs that all could be the correct slash best pickup of the week right now you can see the the pathway for 10 different guys to be who you should be prioritizing which means there are going to be so many bad pickups this week and so much money and waiver priority burned incorrectly can't burn it if you don't have it jay oh nice mike (laughs) Um, I am so happy that you have no fab right now. Yeah, but I got DeMarcado. I'm so, going to throw him in there. It's funny because, Andy, you made a trade earlier in the season to acquire more fab. First time ever. First time to ever. To be up over the uh, – uh, We start with 100. Yeah. You currently have more than 100. So That's you've right. got – you could do whatever you want. Yeah, it, it puts me in a tough position because there are players I want from this list that we're going to get into. But like you said, it, they are gambles. Most of them are gambles. Some of them are very, very short-term rentals. You have Bengals, Cowboys, Jets, Panthers, Texans, Titans on by, which means Mixon, Pollard, Brees, Miles Sanders and Chuba, Damian Pierce and Singletary, and Derrick Henry all on by. So you have a – outside of the injuries that are, right. people have already suffered at running back, you have a pile of bye week situations. It is going to be a mad fight on waivers this week. I mean, everyone's guns are drawn. And it is just... I'll bring my knife. So, <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a gun and Mike's got a knife. Mike's best... Be- you might go trade for some fab. You want some, Mike? I have What nothing. kind of offer? What kind of draft pick are you going to give me? Nothing to trade. Uh, I have no players. Let's get no into the, fab. Let's get into the guys. Uh, before, before we do that, though, I will say this. Like, I don't think I'm spending, I'm spending up in any big way. So, okay. uh, because I don't think the long-term value of the acquisitions this week exists, uh, there there are a couple of nuanced situations, and I, what I wanted to say at the top was just that it is a Tuesday episode being recorded at nine. It is nine twenty-seven local time in the morning. We are going. We have a waiver wire rankings on the website. 
We are going to talk through these players. And we are going to get more information over the course of the week. And uh, you have to make a decision on your fab spin, but that doesn't mean that you stop paying attention. Like, you know, to Mike's infinite credit and shame, he invested on DeMarcado early in the week when the information we had was that he he had performed well and would likely get opportunities. Mike needed a win. He went for it. But he didn't start DeMarcado last week despite a $42 fab investment. Mm-hmm. He didn't start him, and you can't go into this week and, and spin up and then feel the sunk cost fallacy and just play them no matter what. So there we go. And and one other thing I would say before we get into all the specific names, because a lot of these situations are multiple backs on the same team where you're trying to decide is it which back it is going to be or which one's going to be more valuable. Um, when you're looking at these different teams, I think that the person that should spin up is the person who has the injured running back. Because you don't know if these guys are going to be a one-week. You know, like, is Christian McCaffrey going to play this week? We we don't know yet for sure. But maybe he misses two weeks. Maybe it's actually a multi-week thing. You know, that happens. And so the Christian McCaffrey manager is who should be spinning up in the San Francisco backfield. I, I think you're going to waste a lot of money in general. Where you're not going to waste money is if you are getting the insurance back for your situation because it will last as long as you need it to last. Right. So in, in the Christian McCaffrey manager situation, spinning up on the running backs there, uh, I I agree with Jason. I think Elijah Mitchell, after reading the comments from uh, Kyle Shanahan, I think Elijah Mitchell is the back to spend the, the money on for multiple reasons. One, uh, he said he barely got a practice in last week. That's why Jordan Mason was the first man up says that Elijah Mitchell has earned a lot in this offense. If you have McCaffrey, you can spend more because it represents insurance beyond this upcoming week. Jordan Mason, if McCaffrey misses, Mitchell and Mason will get work. Yes, both will, yes. If McCaffrey plays, I would not feel like I, I feel like you could put Elijah Mitchell out there as a flex if McCaffrey plays against Minnesota. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yep. The other backs in this Guaranteed to get work category. Like for me, I have Kyron Williams. Mm -hmm. I will 100%, and I'll just say it right now. Yeah, you're, you're going to get Zach Evans. I'm going to get Zach Evans because Zach Evans represents the starter until my player returns, just like Jason said. And Zach Evans is 5% rostered. It's not the, you know, they play Pittsburgh, then they play Dallas. I'm not excited about that, but it's better than a blank spot in my lineup. He is. Interesting. If if you're unfamiliar with Zach Evans, if you weren't with us during the draft process, this is a rookie who slipped in the draft quite far. Yeah, away. I liked him on film, and then he slipped to the point where I couldn't, I wasn't allowed to like him anymore. Exactly. He he fell to the sixth round in the NFL draft. But this was a five star recruit coming out uh, of high school. Was supposed to be the the you know the greatest uh, next prospect. Um, and I I really liked a lot of his film. He's very very fast. Um, so it it will be super interesting to see him get a full opportunity here on what is a pretty good offense for the Rams, and they're, the backfield here is Royce Freeman off the practice squad and Zach Evans, who will be the, the starter. I think he's going to get great opportunity. So if you don't have Kyron Williams, Zach Evans might, you know, what are you investing? So if I am in need of a running back, which I think half of the people in leagues right now are in need of a running back. Um, all of these, so the names out there, Zach Evans, Elijah Mitchell, 
Craig Reynolds yes. will be D David Montgomery's replacement. Jameer Gibbs coming back, so it's it's Are still you sure though? Still messy there. I just like if Jameer Gibbs is back, I mean we we have a game of no David Montgomery with Jameer Gibbs healthy. It was Jameer Gibbs got fifty five percent of the rushing attempts. Craig Reynolds was down at thirteen. Now that was also Zonovan Knight was there. He got ten percent. He thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent of the rushing attempts. Yeah, it was only four opportunities. Yes. Yeah. So the I'm just talking about like the, the pie. How much did he actually get? Zonovan Knight is is gone. He's he's now hurt. But like if Jameer Gibbs is back, he I mean at least in the in the one game sample now it, it's it's definitely different. The variables are here because he's coming off a hamstring injury. But do you really feel the confidence that if Gibbs is healthy, that Reynolds won't just see twenty percent of the attempts? I feel more confidence that he won't just see 20% of the attempts because of Gibbs coming off the injury and because of his performance last week after Monty went down, which I thought, you know, I thought he he's I think he's more important to the offense than you know, you you were standing for him before that last performance. Um he didn't run the ball well this past no, week. No, he was 10 for 15. But obviously he was out there a bunch. Yeah, uh, the, the week prior he he ran very well against Carolina, 7 for 52, had a touchdown. And and the touchdowns really the the situation here. Jamal Williams last yeah. year, and and David Montgomery this year. Like when they get inside the five, I think they're going to take that offensive line and push the defense into the end zone and hand it to a running back. So possibly, I don't I don't know for sure that it will be him. Let me let me just make uh, let's like, make this clear for people real quick. Under the the actual available everywhere players are are only Zach Evans, Jordan Mason, and Craig Reynolds. Put them in order. Is will, it, do you put Zach Evans above Craig Reynolds, or or do you I, put Reynolds above Zach? Evans? I would put Evans above Reynolds. I would go Zach Evans, Craig Reynolds, Jordan Mason, Jordan Mason. In the much more rostered, but please pay attention category. Elijah Mitchell is down at thirty four percent. Then you have like Roshan's at sixty percent. Jalen Warren could be out there because of uh, coming off the bye. Kareem Hunt had a better week at forty five percent. Jeff Wilson wasn't active last week. He should be active this week. And then Keontae Ingram should legitimately be up in the mix in Arizona against Seattle. Yeah, those those are all the names. The interesting name to me that I think is going to get lost in the, the slew of injuries is Kareem Hunt. Sure. Because Kareem Hunt is a season-long player. Like, like Chubb is gone, and Kareem Hunt kind of got lost because of their bye week. Uh, you had the game where you had Deshaun Watson's backup, the rookie who was not prepared, come out and have no offense. That game didn't exist, basically, and that was the second game back for Kareem Hunt. Then they go on a bye. The first time we see him, like, with full practices and not, uh, you know, a quarterback unable to perform, he has a great game. He was a top 10 running back last week. Yeah, he had 41% of the running back attempts, 60% of the running back targets. I think Kareem Hunt is needs to be picked up I thought we'd be able to get the running backs before we took a break we won't I, <laughs> I need to talk about a lot more of them yeah. um so we'll take a quick break come back and then we'll hit the running backs the rest of them and, and move on to wide receivers this episode is brought to you by better help some things may seem small at the time but when you keep them inside when you keep everything bottled up you leave those emotions to fester, and they can have some serious negative consequences. I know when I was younger, you know, you don't want to 
always say what's on your mind. You don't want to be seen as ungrateful or insensitive or whatever, but sometimes you bottle those things up too long and they develop into real problems. Talking things out, working through what's weighing you down, it is more helpful than you realize. And if you want a safe space for that conversation, I recommend therapy. I've had therapy. I've had practical, personal advances through therapy, whether I'm learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries personally, how to make better habits in my life. There's a lot of benefit, and you can give BetterHelp a try if you've been thinking of starting therapy. It's entirely online. It's convenient and flexible. It's also easy to get started. You just fill out one brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash footballers to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash footballers. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. It's no secret we get deep on football here to the point where, yeah, maybe I, I might lose track of a few other things like subscriptions. I mean, do you know how many you've got right now? Probably not, but our sponsor, Rocket Money, can help. I've been a longtime user of Rocket Money. I love it. I get pop-ups all the time checking in on my finances. Things like subscriptions like, hey, you should probably go through your subscriptions and, and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. And I go and I check and I review every single time. And sometimes, every once in a while, boom, there's a subscription that I forgot about that I don't use anymore. Thank you, Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash footballers. That's rocketmoney.com slash footballers. Rocketmoney.com slash footballers. So so moving to some other names, I mean, one to pay attention to, especially in Drop It Like It's Hot, Chuba Hubbard, who's been very good. We don't know what the long-term health of Miles Sanders is going to turn into, but Hubbard's going into the bye. So when sure. I say Drop It Like It's Hot, if you're new to the show, that means after waivers process in the morning, you know, there are a lot of teams that are not going to be able to afford just keeping Chuba Hubbard on their bench potentially. And so they're going to throw him back out there. He was very good yet again. And uh, they play Houston after the bye week. So just like I think Chuba Hubbard is playable against Houston regardless of Miles Sanders' status. So if this is not the week you need a running back, please pay attention to Chuba. Yeah, it is, the same could be said uh, for Jeff Wilson, who could be the best pickup here because that Miami Dolphins offense is you just want as many pieces of that as you can. Jeff Wilson is a guy that right now, like his first week active – don't know that you want to start him you you know you kind of need to so it's almost like he's got a bye week whenever he um is active and then you've got uh you've got the backups that have relevancy Jalen Warren and another guy on bye Tajay Spears has looked really good this is a team that's going to be without Ryan Tannehill meaning they're going to be down a little bit more they're going to have their you know two minute drill type of offense out there which we've seen Tajay doing some real damage in the receiving game for the Titans, but uh, Jalen Warren 
you know, he, coming off a bye, he might be out there. And, and there's more names. I mean, Latavius Murray is somebody I want to bring up because the consolidation of opportunities, like Damian Harris, I, I don't think we're seeing him back out there on the field in the immediate future. Murray took a bunch of snaps. Uh, he was 12 for 45. He missed. He, he got dragged down on the one. All right, he's always a threat for a touchdown, and they're trusting him in the passing game. So Murray is somebody you can throw out there in a pinch, and the same goes for Zeke. I mean, Zeke had he had a touchdown. Uh, he ended up with a huge touchdown called back, and he's getting snaps as well. So, you know, if you are staring down Elijah Mitchell with CMC active or you're staring down Zeke or, or Latavius, are you going with Mitchell? I will probably go with Mitchell, then Latavius, then Zeke. Yeah. Um, uh, Mitchell has the potential. I mean, we, we here's the thing with Elijah, Elijah Missile. Um, when he's been given the opportunities at, at, in replacement, he's been outstanding. Like, really great for fantasy. He has, I believe, as many rushing games of 75 yards or more as Christian McCaffrey does. And and Shanahan came out and said like he's earned uh, in in the past you know the the role and so I, I'm very excited to have Elijah Mitchell should should Christian McCaffrey not play and then Latavius Murray you just want a piece of that offense that that's why Zeke to me is third because if you're comparing like oh the 49ers offense has been great the Bills offense is great and then the Patriots offense they they is offensive uh if yeah okay um and then you just have the just the cursory backups like Bigsby if an injury happens and Keyshawn Vaughn and and Royce Freeman and Rico Dowdle so before we move on Roshan Johnson Deonta Foreman um how do you see that breaking down I think it, I, I would be aggressively going after Roshan I know they won't have fields so the offense won't be Fantastic, but maybe Bilbo will will check the ball down to to uh, Roshan and give us some fantasy value. I have. Does he have hairy feet then? Of course, of course, he does. he's a okay. hobbit, giant hairy feet. Got uh, it. Got it. That's good. The my still, concern. He still wears cleats. You're not going to see him. But the cleats are probably the cleats are huge. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go I on. have my concerns for Deonta Foreman that. Like if Roshan is back, it might be Roshan and, and oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I'm out on uh, if Roshan's back, I'm completely out on Foreman. Yeah, I, I I am not as out as you two, and I know you guys uh, were able to watch that game a little closer this weekend than me. You talked about how a lot of his production came at the end of the game. Um, that Deonta Foreman wasn't even the clear starter without Roshan. I still feel like there is a a a, a real chance here that it is Deonta Foreman with Roshan staying in the role Roshan was playing when it was Khalil Herbert and Roshan it, it, the debate may be moot with the, the the way the offense with Bilbo with Bilbo because because yeah. this was a this was a backfield we were talking about ignoring we literally weren't even playing Khalil Herbert for a couple a few weeks That's with true. Justin Fields uh and and Miles Sanders is going to get dropped in some leagues so if he does please just grab him he, he's going to be the starter I'm right not saying once he's playing he gets well, healthy but at the wide receiver position, uh, it's interesting. Uh, my number one target's uh, Rashi Rice. Uh, Same. Yep. He, he's not getting as many snaps. We have an update. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Badgen's feet are not hairy per Kyle's quick research. Uh, I'm that's, not sure that's, how you That's found actually him. false. Uh, I've seen Bilbo's feet, and they yeah. are extremely hairy. Kyle, Google <laughs> this is terrible Bilbo research. Badgent. Um 
So funny story here on on Rushy Rice. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a funny story on on uh, you know the Shire. <laughs> we do have a photo of him in the Shire. Oh, all right. You can you can see so then his feeder for furry. Um, <laughs> have you guys noticed Rushy Rice on uh, our waivers? Yes, I have. Of course. Yeah. You you want to know why? <laughs> Rushy Rice is on waivers. Why is that? I was shocked that he was. Yeah. I noticed it completely, and I was super mad I added Mims instead of him before Sunday. Yeah, what an idiot. Well, you couldn't because he played on Thursday. I mean, yeah, before Thursday. Um, Well, I was traveling, Oh no. <laughs> and I'm in too many leagues. Oh, no. And I needed a quarterback in one of my leagues where I've got Rushy Rice, and so uh, I picked up uh, Deshaun Watson and dropped him. I did see the Watson pickup. In, in the wrong league. Yeah, I was like, "Why are you picking up Deshaun Watson?" I've got uh, that made no sense because I did what? it in the wrong league while traveling. And you to didn't Disneyland. want to say it because you don't want people to know that Rashi's on the waiver wire. I, I, I messaged uh, my oh, co-manager. I messaged my co-manager the minute that the waivers went through, and I go, "What did I do?" The co-manager's responsible <laughs> yeah. for you during travel. Yeah, whoops. what in the world? So. My bad. I really wish my team had Rushy Rice. I'll, I'll put it back. Uh, as I say, you're not getting him back. No, I know it. Um, Jamison Williams, Rashi Rice, Josh Downs has been a PPR monster, uh, regardless of the yards per catch. Those are the top names at the wide receiver position that are in the 50% rostered category. If you're looking well below that percentage of uh, you know, being on people's teams, Wandale, Kendrick Bourne, Rashid Shahid, who keeps making splash plays, those would be names to bring up. But I think Rice, here's what we know about Rashi Rice and what I think is going to happen. One, this offense is not quite what it should be. So, you know, Sky Moore, MVS, who just does cardio, um, you know, these players are got, not, He's got to be so fit. They're not getting it done. Now, when Rashi Rice has been given the ball, things happen. Mm -hmm. He's also, he's extremely fast north and south. So they've put putting him into a position where he can show that speed off he was four for 72 last week, and when the snaps go up, the targets will go up because every time he's been given an opportunity to be on the field, they target him. Mm -hmm. So I think that he is the best long-term pickup. Now, Jameson Williams is going to make splash plays, and maybe he's the one you, you think you want, but this guy is not integral enough to the offense, nor do I see the path for him to get there. Yeah, I, I, I agree completely with what you're saying. The, um, uh, you know, the 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 talent and the draft draft capital of Jameson Williams is really enticing, especially getting another piece. You know, we want pieces of good offenses, um, but twenty three percent of the snaps last week for Jameson Williams. It's scary to get that on your team and and you know have to put him in your lineup. I I think my favorite name this week though is Wandale Robinson. You know, you talk about Josh Downs being a PPR machine. Paris Campbell ran zero routes. Yeah. And Wandale has looked pretty sure. good, and um, you know he had eight receptions for sixty-two yards. He's he's actually got five or more receptions in three straight weeks. So if you're in a full PPR league, Wandale probably shouldn't be on waivers, and he is actually widely available. I would take Downs over Wandale. I would not. Yeah, because we've seen it from Downs for a for a quite a a stretch, and Wandale that offense I just hate. I have no. I mean, his best game came without his starting quarterback, and so. But uh, he's also, he's been recovering from the. Oh, we've been saying he's been recovering for years. When's he recovered? Maybe never. When's the period at the end of the sentence? Maybe never. But 
I mean, you had a big game from Darius Slayton. Why don't you like Darius Slayton? Yeah. I mean, I if 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 Paris is not getting carries and well, it, I, I mean, gonna, uh, snaps. Going to say the, the Darius Slayton at least catches it beyond the line of scrimmage. Yeah, which uh, Tyrod Taylor had two beautiful deep passes to uh, to Slayton. I was going to mention the other name of if you are in a deep league, the the transition for the Giants that has happened. Like it's it's Slayton, it's Wandale Robinson, and it's Jalen Hyatt. Those are the three guys who are actually getting the run. Hyatt has pretty much no production so far. He had such a good but, catch in that last game that got called back on a legal man downfield. Yeah, but but Jalen Hyatt has an elite attribute. He is super fast, and if they configure some things out, like this is not like a 10-team, 12-team league ad that I'm looking to go after, but there's people playing 14 and 16-teamers. Will you drop uh, Quentin Johnson and Jahan Dotson to pick up these players? Uh, I would drop Jahan Dotson for sure. Quentin Johnston is he's likely a drop as well. Yeah, the the, the other names Compared that we're bringing guys, up, yeah. I would absolutely so, rather have them on my roster. Jahan Dotson has been a an unmitigated disaster. When you talked, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about Quentin Johnston dynasty and long term. Right. Like this is year two for for Jahan Dotson. He had a really bad drop this last week. He has not been targeted heavily. Curtis Samuel's a much better player than him. Every expectation we had for Jahan Dotson has not been met. So when you think about him in, in Dynasty, are you moving forward without him? Are you trying to he, cash in on the early name value? Um, uh, no, I'm I'm not. I still think he's got value, and I think he's got talent. Um, unlike, you know, Cuge or Sky Moore or these other names we're talking about, those guys have really never showed it. I mean, a, a play here or there, but Jahan Dotson, his entire rookie season, other than when he was injured, um, was really good. Like, he, we, we've seen it. Um, so, you know, you add that to the fact that he was a first-round draft pick, I don't believe that Jahan Dotson is going to be worthless for Dynasty for his career. Obviously, right now, it's not it's not working out. Something's going on with the with Dotson. I don't know if it's health or what, but um, he's dynasty wise. I'm not worried. It's so bizarre because he's, he's out, out there. there for all the snaps. I mean, 80% of snaps the last two weeks, he's averaging 83% on the season and he's just not getting targets. So, so new offensive coordinator, new quarterback. And dynasty, we, we haven't seen what we wanted. Yeah. Dynasty wise. I'm going to hold on to Dotson because it, it would not be surprising for the Manders to have a huge shakeup for uh in in their coach situation over this offseason at the tight end position pat fryermuth we said he's coming back from injury 52 percent rostered off the bye he would top the list for me if yeah. he is in your league C certainly um he's rostered in half the league so you know just check um if he's out there he is a better more reliable name that could be a weekly starter versus trying to find a a streaming a streaming candidate um jake ferguson is going into the bye had a horrible performance last night no qualms about letting him go to replace him this week right no i don't think so jake ferguson hasn't established himself as a must start player if you look at his uh you know he's got one game we're going into week seven he's got one game with 10 fantasy points so this isn't a guy that like i'm not saying you know, he's bad, but you don't need to roster a bye week tight end to hold on to someone that isn't regularly, you know, scoring 10 points. Here's some breaking news for you. Dalton Schultz has been the tight end five, six, and two over the last three yep. weeks. He goes into the bye. 
Is he somebody you're holding through the buy? Or are you moving on from him? Um, personally, I'm not going to hold Dalton Schultz um, through a bye week. He has had three good weeks in a row. It was three touchdowns in a row. Um, I mean, would you drop is, him for Michael Mayer, who's going to get yeah, some conversations this week? Five for seventy-five. That's a perfect example. I would rather have Michael Mayer because I think Michael Mayer is more talented. We saw him actually get more involved. This is a uh, highly touted rookie tight end who we were really disappointed. Which to start you love, the season. rookie tight end. <laughs> we were really disappointed <laughs> to start the season that he wasn't really involved. He hadn't, you know, become the starting tight end for the Raiders, and I, I was a little surprised at that given his talent. But we have now seen it shifting. Uh, his route percentage over the last three weeks, 30%, 46%. Now 64% of the routes run this last week. He led the team in yards with 75 yards and five receptions on six targets, playing 81% of the snaps. So if you could see a transition being made where it's like, oh, he's going to become their receiving tight end, and he's talented. Johnny Smith got back into the end zone. He's running a ton of routes, the third most on the team. And this was a week where he was kind of banged up. We didn't know if he'd play. He played. He was integral. I do think Johnny Smith is the least sexy pickup you could ever put into your tight end position that might get you more points than some of the sexier ones. Gerald Everett, I think he's going to be needed. I think this offense had a tough matchup. He got into the end zone for the first time this year. It wasn't super impressive. Do you have any interest in Everett? Yeah, he, I, I do. Um, he's on a good offense. He plays a lot of snaps, and he's necessary. So when you're looking at all the garbage tight ends, he's he's one of them. Luke Musgrave was on the bye. He's coming back. Do you have interest in Musgrave, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think I have more Musgrave interest than like Gerald Everett. I, I would agree with that. I, I, I think Mus I like, Musgrave's kind of at the TV top of my list. Yeah, well, not only that, but he's playing against the Denver Broncos and the Vance Joseph-led defense yep. currently uh, of the Denver Broncos is just so exploitable at tight end. They are currently ranked, uh, let me check, 32nd uh, nice. against tight end. So, yeah, Musgrave. That's behind the London Beefeaters. <laughs> Musgrave coming off of the bye as a rookie in a great matchup. He's getting opportunities. I mean, even including the injury game, he's averaging nearly five targets a game. Yeah, he'd be at the top of my list. I would agree. I would rather have him than Mayer. Yeah. And then are you making anything of the Trey McBride actually played more? I'm just going to confirm. I thought I had read he, he, played, he, he played, played, played more than Zach Ertz for the first time ever. Yeah. More routes, more snaps. And, and he came through. I know one of them was a, just a the stinkiest of garbage because it was like at the end of the game what's, where they were losing 9-26, to 26, but he 4 for 62. No, I, I couldn't be on, making less of it. Yeah, I'm not making anything of it, but I'm paying attention to it okay. because the tra it, as much for being anti-Zach Ertz as I am pro-Trey uh, McBride because if, if this transition goes further this week, if it's like, oh, Trey McBride's playing even more, Zach Ertz is playing even less, you need to be aware of that and shift the expectations because to start the season, it seemed like Zach Ertz was yes. very, very reliable in a PPR league. Defensive pickups. Cleveland plays on the road against Indianapolis and Gardner, Gardner Minshew, who will throw two yep. interceptions, and they will be horrendous looking. It is 
such. Well, they'll be good looking passes, but they'll, no, just, they'll no, go no. they'll go right to the defender. Oh, okay. You're saying like he, I'm like I'm saying it'll be a tight spiral. spiral. Yeah, I don't know about that. I saw some <laughs> fluttering ducks in that last game. Uh, what a great matchup for Cleveland. The fact that they had a bye week last week is is so good for everyone because they are widely available, and they shouldn't because they're one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, and they, they play Seattle, then they play Arizona. Yeah, so the Cleveland Browns are. I mean, I, I would, you need to put them on your, run. you need to put them on your team, and you need to keep them on your team. That is my opinion with Cleveland yeah. because uh, I I don't have their schedule directly in front of me, but I remember looking. Give me their playoff. I, give me their playoff three games because I think they're juicy. So they in weeks fifteen through seventeen, Chicago, yeah, Houston, mm-hmm. the Jets. There you go. Beautiful. I mean, there there is a chance that is <laughs> Bilbo. Uh, no, no. By the fields, I don't know what's better for fantasy. It might be better that it's fields, but yeah, fields. Um, Stroud, you know, he's been good, but it's Cleveland. They play a lot of man. They're tough yeah. defense. Miles Garrett, and then uh, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. So, or will it be Rogers by then? The Miracle Man already on the field throwing I, passes. Look, I I am impressed that he's standing up without crutches and doing this. I'm also terrified for the man. Because I'm like, if you slip, if you take the wrong step, you just had surgery on your Achilles. That seems like a – I doubt that's in the protocol, like freewheeling it a couple weeks yeah. after. And you could be on one of those super dope scooters, man. I know. This is your scooter, zipping around. A scooter chance. Zip, who, would, who wouldn't want to do that? Uh, yeah, so I, <laughs> other good pickups at uh, defense. I'm going to throw the, the Raiders out there. I know that Ooh. they are – a, a team that you don't think of as a great defense. But the I talked about there last week. Yeah, the the last couple weeks, um, you know, they they shut down the Packers. The Packers only scored 13 points on them. And then, uh, obviously, it was the Patriots here with, where they only scored 17 points. But now they go and play against Bilbo This is a, a Mount Doom situation? Yeah, so I, I'm fine playing the Raiders this week. It's terrible. This is a terrible show. Um, the Rams play Pittsburgh. They're at home. Pittsburgh is not – they don't have a lot of ceiling as an offense. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, no, I love the Raiders. I think the Raiders are a great option. I think they're rostered because people played them against – at least some people played them against the Patriots. But if they're there, grab them. Tampa's defense. Yeah, I was going to say the Bucks versus the Atlanta Falcons. That's their uh, – like. I don't know if the Bucks are putting up huge fantasy points for the defense, but they're, just they're, solid. they're, they're good. Yeah. And Atlanta has been trailing a lot. And look, even though Ritter has been playing better, I would like to have a defense against a trailing Desmond Ritter throw me some interceptions. Yeah, and I'll, for the same reason, I'll throw out the Jacksonville Jaguars um, against the Saints. The, the, the Saints offense is broken, and I love playing defenses against broken things. Full stream ahead. All right, streaming quarterback options this week, Mike. Who are you throwing out there? I'm going to go with Sam Howell. He gets to stick on the New York Giants. I know that the Giants just had a a very uh, tough game there with the Buffalo Bills, and we didn't get to see the Josh Allen we're used to seeing. But I think that that, that Sam Howell with the quarterback options out there, he can get it done. He's quietly the quarterback 12 on the season coming off of two delightful games as the QB5 and the QB7. He is willing to run the ball and 
and he's I mean he is getting it done like two weeks ago 388 yards they're in one, the air they're, against Chicago they're one and a half point road favorites against the Giants this week I'll throw Brock Purdy out there the redemption game oh, yeah. for Brock it's Purdy it's gonna be redeemed uh, Monday Night Football against the Minnesota Vikings. They are allowing 75.2% completion rate, second highest in the league. And uh, they're going to need Purdy to, to get it together. I think Debo, I think he's going to play. I think McCaffrey's going to play. So the weapons should be back uh, in and full it, form. It can't rain in there. Inside the dome? That is correct. Which is a – Well, you know, I mean, it can rain like dollars. Are you talking about his little, like, water fumble? I'm yeah. As I'm calling, I'm as I'm calling it, these hands. Yeah, they, uh, they it slipped out. That's a bad feeling. Like you saw his face in the slow mo, and he's going back to pass, and the ball just flies backwards. That's not where you wanted it. No. Um, I'm gonna throw out Geno Smith. Uh, he's playing against Cardinals. He hasn't had great fantasy production not since week two. So you might find him on a lot of waivers after um, waivers clear. Same with Brock Purdy because of his bad match, uh, bad game this last week. Um, look for them if they're not there today when you're making your claims. Look for them tomorrow because I think they'll hit a lot of waivers. The Cardinals rank 31st in schedule adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. Last week, Matthew Stafford um, was a little bit disappointing against them because the touchdowns were run in, not thrown in. However, there were two really bad drops right in the end zone, mm -hmm. hitting Puka in the hands and hitting uh, mm -hmm. Higby in the hands. So the Stafford should have had, you know, a lot more fantasy points. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. Tomorrow we have Hungry for more of the Thursday night preview. Lots to talk about. We'll react to the waiver wire and what transpired in our leagues and, uh, and in your leagues. And we'll get to the starts of the week on Thursday. More matchups. The fantasy faceoff with the wheel. Oh, oh yeah. We're shame. back. We're back, baby. Oh, nice. Yeah, so nice buddy. and this comfy. This one shouldn't even count. Oh, you know what? You can sub in pretty much anybody for Demarcado. You still would have been what? <laughs> uh, you still would have been shamed. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. Talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. Join our fantasy football community on jointhefoot.com. And follow us on Twitter at the FF Ballers.